The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch, a gentleman who was the winner with his horse, Monty Mickey, of a Breeders' Crown, two-year-old Colt and Gelding Pace, going for $600,000 this past weekend at the Meadowlands in the Breeders' Crown weekend. Mark Evers, welcome to today's Top of the Stretch. Thank you, Roger. I'll tell you, it's uh, been quite a ride this year with Monty Mickey. Uh, big thrill to win the Breeders' Crown. A uh, little bit ahead of maybe even the Metro pace. Yeah, it was quite a big deal. <laughs> Did you ever visualize as a youngster growing up and getting involved in harness racing that one day you'd win major stakes such as this? Well, we were always aiming for it, but it's quite a feat just to get there, you know. You're, uh, when you're young and you're looking at the hoof beats and the horseman magazines and and thinking about, you know, hey, it'd be great to have one, you know, it's, it's a, quite a journey just to get there. you got to go through a lot of horses to get a good one. A lot of trials and tribulations over the years, right? Right, right. So, yeah, it was it was pretty nice being able to get to it. And for him to race the way he did, just the whole deal. And all the people were great to be with. Uh, you know, Tisha took excellent care of him. And she, I put my arm on her shoulder in the picture, and she was shaking. She was, I don't know if she was so happy about everything. And nervous That's, all at the same time. Uh, let's go talk about Monty Mickey from the early days. When did you first realize that uh, Monty Mickey was going to be a pretty good racehorse? Well, you know, he had the look as a yearling. He just, you know, looked better than the other horses that we were raising. And uh, with his mom's pedigree and his father's pedigree, that together and the way he looked, we kind of always thought he was going to be nice. But I guess when we got him broke and uh, once he got gated, we kind of realized, had a pretty good idea that he was going to be a good horse. You started a little late. Uh, well, it's not really that much late, I guess, but a few weeks after the other horses got underway with their two-year-old careers, were there some problems leading up to those initial starts? Not really. Uh, just uh, wanting to make sure they were good and tight and ready to go, and we trained them, I don't know, probably in 58 a few times here on our farm track before we ever took them to qualify. And uh, then after he raced a few times, he ended up getting sick on us. So we didn't get to go to the sires. So that's mainly the only only delays we had with him. Now, Josh Sutton uh, was your choice for uh, uh, driving at those early starts at Scioto Downs. How would you come to choose Josh Sutton? Well, Josh uh, knew that I was wanting to retire from uh, driving uh, for health issues and my age. And uh, he approached me, and I hadn't known Josh since he was a little kid. And uh, he can get a lot out of a horse. And, and we kind of 
we'd get together and talk about, you know, what type of horse we'd have and what kind of trip it needed. And he's really done a good job for us all year. And uh, that's kind of how we got together. I mean, he's just a, he's done a good job, you know. So, so his first three starts were all winning efforts there at Scioto Downs. Uh, were you pointing for the Metro up in Canada? Yes, but right prior to that, I was. They had short fields in the PA Sires, and I thought even if I caught the last leg, I could get to the final if I wanted. And uh, off of that 52 mile, you know, and then he got sick uh, just prior to that 52 mile, and, and um, we didn't get to go to the Sires. So then, you know, our next next race was the Metro that went for big money, and um, that's where we aimed him and trained him pretty good here a few times and sent him on up. And you had some uh, good experience. You had some good experiences over the years up in Canada, haven't you? Yes, I love racing in Canada. They uh, they write a lot of nice races for young horses. Um, we had uh, Velocity Ruckus up there, and he wanted some golds, and we had a uh, Better's Delight filly that won some golds up there the same year, year before last. And actually, Ruckus was tied with points in the Sires with um, – tall dark stranger but then uh when it came down to the final our horse got sick <laughs> so you know those are the kind of things when you've got young horses uh just to get to the metro that you have to deal with and so you're very how fortunate you, just did, to get in there how did you uh, come to choose scott Saron to be, be your driver well he drove a horse for us at lexington um, for my, it's actually my wife's pet, Sugar Island, and he won with him, and and uh, we were trying to think because Josh couldn't go, and we'd even talked to uh, Brett Miller a little bit, and he couldn't go, because after we found out Josh couldn't go, and we said, you know, Zeron, I known his dad, we raced against him, he was always a factor, and Scott, you know, he was one of the youngest guys to win the jug, and he's in all the big races. And uh, we thought we'd ask him if he'd do it for us, and he was he was more than happy, and uh, you know he did a great job. He fits right so in win up the there, Met- and he's got a lot of talent. You know, you, you win the Metro. What was uh, uh, that? Was a big one, uh, well over a three hundred thousand uh, dollar year half of the purse and such. Uh, what were your plans right after the Metro? Well, we were going to uh, Lexington, and uh, the bluegrass was like the next week, but when we got him back from Canada, he was a little tired, and um, we decided to skip that week and go the next week to the International. Well, he got down there, and they got some slow fractions, and he cleared to the front, but he had we had blinders on him, and when he cleared, he just kind of let go. He thought he it was over. Well... Prior to that, we had um, trained him with Camp Seabacks on, but he went after the horse next to him. He tried to bite the horse next to him when we were training him. <laughs> so we decided to go with the blinds in Lexington, and he wasn't any good. So after Lexington, we tried the Camp Seabacks on him again, trained him two separate times with him, and he got over trying to bite the horse next to him, 
And uh, he really trained well like that. So that's the way we raced him in the breeders. And in the breeders, uh, with those blinds, the Camp Seaback blinds, he would not let a horse get by him when he was on the front. He, Scott said, um, the first to limb, Scott said, he goes, we could have won another lap, and he wouldn't let him get by. So that really worked out. Now, you won that elimination, I believe, what was it, 150 and four-fifths. So that was a, a big mile. And the way it is, you could drew, uh, choose your post positions by winning an elimination. Uh, any uh, thoughts into why you took post two? Well, actually, they don't let you pick like they do in the North American Cup and the Canadian Pacing Derby. What they do for the breeders is they draw one through five, get the draw for um, their post. You just, I mean, the... The LM winners, they only go one through five. They draw it, and you're just not outside the five hole. So that's and, how they do it, and and they were, drew us. Were you happy? Were you happy to have the two hole? Oh yeah, and you know every bit helps. Every bit helps. So yes, I was real happy with it. So so now we're yeah. in the final. It's uh, Friday night, pouring down rain. Did that concern you? Yeah, it was brutal out there. The, the, it was a windstorm but and uh, rain, and it was blowing real hard. It was just miserable, and I felt sorry for the horses. And um, I figured that it would not bother him as much as some of the others because he's bigger and strong. And uh, I thought some of the smaller horses, it might hurt them a little bit, you know, in the mud. Just my opinion. But uh, now. Turned, the competition out in that race, the competition in that race was pretty stiff, especially from a horse by the name that Gulf Shores that Brian Brown had. Uh, were you confident that you could handle the the competition, or did you think it came down in the racing locker? What were your thoughts? <laughs> it was a little bit of both. I I felt like he was confident. I was confident enough that I had a horse enough to win. But then even with that, you still have to have racing luck. You have to have some things go your way. And uh, it doesn't take much to get you beat, you know. So um, it worked out. Scott gave him a good trip. And I, I give a lot of credit to the Colt that he just does not want to let a horse get by him when he's on the front. You know, the one thing I noticed at that finish, both drivers were kind of uh, – working their bodies in conjunction yes. with the horses uh, to get them home. And it just seemed like at the very end that Scott gave one lunge forward like he was pushing uh, Monty Dick <laughs> to that finish wire. Yeah. Did it seem that way to you? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. I'll tell you, the the margin uh, was the closest of all the Breeders' Crown races, but uh, Monty right. Mickey came out on top. Now, what's the plans now for Monty Mickey? Is he shut down for the year, or will he have some more starts? Yes. He's out in the paddock right now. He gets to go out every morning, spend the day outside, and his season, this season's over for him. And we'll see now, what happens for next year. When will you probably bring him back and start the training process for his three-year-old campaign? 
No, we'll give him six to eight weeks off, and then we'll bring him back and go from there. I, is he I assume staked, he's going to uh, grow up and fill out a little bit more. Is he staked real well for next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's eligible to everything, and uh, we'll probably keep him eligible to everything. We'll have to pick our spots, of course. Can't You can't go to every dance. But um, Will you try to race in some of the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes as well? I would, yeah, I'd like to. They they really go for great money over there. Mm-hmm. So they got a good program. What about? They got a good announcer too, or they did have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is he eligible to the job? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That's good to hear because I'd love to see you at Delaware and the Little Brown Jug, so I hope things will work out for you. Well, Mark, we appreciate yeah. you giving us some time here today and uh, telling us a little bit more about Monty, Mickey, and such, and uh, we wish you continued success and special congratulations to you and Velocity Standard Breads. It has to be a, a, a even bigger thrill when it's a home bread for you, isn't it? Yeah, and... You know, my wife has has been part of all of this going all along, and and when we were in that winter circle, and she had that big bundle of roses as big as she was, and smiling and holding that trophy, <laughs> that was a pretty good feeling. You know, I looked at her; she was grinning from ear to ear. She was very happy. So uh, I've got a feeling there'll be more instances it. such there'll be more instances such as that uh, coming up in that three year old campaign, and we wish you the best, Mark Evers. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Roger. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 